You listen to iFanboy's Pick of the Week podcast, episode 343, brought to you live from San Diego Comic-Con, brought to you by Seagate GoFlex Satellite and the Sony PlayStation Video Unlimited. Hello, welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. I am Josh Flanning. I still have most of my voice. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hey. And Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. You don't have to yell. Yeah. I don't I don't know yeah, why. I don't know why you're yelling. We're, not, we're in the room. It's not like we're even yelling through Skype. You know why? Because I feel like I'm farther away from the mic. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a whole other setup, people. That's how it works. iFanboy.com is our website. We recreated it to talk about comic books, which is what we like to do. And every week, one of us gets the job. And it's a big job on San Diego week of picking the best book they read that week, calling it the pick of the week. We come here to talk about it on the podcast. You can read about it on the website and uh, all the other books that we have to talk about. And this will be a sort of short, truncated show like we tend to do at these conventions. But hey, there's a show. You know, we, we're doing we're doing what we can here, people. Yeah. Uh, before we get going, uh, there will be spoilers about the books that we're talking about. So if you haven't read them yet, back away or or, or fight bravely on. We'll do our best with The Walking Dead. Yeah. We'll, do our, we'll do our best. Elaborate a bit. Since we're in San Diego, normally we have a whole bunch of things to talk about. We don't. If you haven't heard the show before, this is your first show. You can come back next week for our regular show. Yeah, this is the San Diego edition, which longtime listeners know is a little chaotic as we're here in our hotel room on Saturday, Saturday. of the con. Um, and it's been before we get into the pick of the week. It's been it's been an interesting convention, right? It's yeah. Been, yeah. We'll probably have more to say afterwards, but it's been it's 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 interesting is a good word. It's been. Yeah. One of those con- the, f- the first time where we think maybe comics aren't at this convention anymore. Yeah, I've always been a defender of comics at Comic Con, but this year makes you wonder. But there's been some cool stuff too. <laughs> there definitely has. There's yeah. there's definitely uh, in, in the sort of creator own realm. There's a lot of good people going, a lot of stuff going on, a lot yeah. of excited people. Well, let's let's do the pick of the week and talk some of the books, and then we can come back to that maybe. But so um, so for the pick of the week, I had the um, every. It seems like every year we rotate as to who gets the lucky one, who gets to do the pick of the week on Wednesday, and Connor is covering his ears um, because the pick of the week. It, was The Walking Dead number 100, which has Walking Dead ever been a pick of the week before? Yes. yes. It has. Okay, oh well. When Ron's, um, when Josh I've definitely issues. done it. Yeah. You, you, I think you've done it once or twice. No, I never had. This is the, really? I've been on. That's right. So, so this is a this is rather a major milestone for me, at least, because I've been reading The Walking Dead in hardcovers. You did the work. I, I did. You got up, you got up to I, speed. I got up, yeah. But so um, after book seven or eight of the hardcovers, I forget which volume it's on, um, some folks at Image said, you're going to want to catch up. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Like, yeah, 100 is going to be pretty intense. And so um, so I did the work. I read the the, the, the latest trade and then the, the issues of this, this Something to Fear uh, storyline and got to issue 100, read it on Wednesday when it came up, came out, and it just, it seems, it, it almost seems... Well planned. That it this seems would appropriate hit. for yeah. San Diego that yeah. Walking Dead is the, is the pick of the week, considering our history with Robert Kirkman. At San well, Diego. not only that it's that it's Walking Dead is pick of the week, but also Walking Dead number one hundred kind of there. I mean, I don't think in the run of this series, aside from the alien fake ending, which was also at San Diego, which was these also are San smart Diego. Smart people. You're right. Yeah, it's true. Um, this this is really the biggest milestone. The fact that this little book that could, you know, like the the most unlikeliest book, you know, didn't you know, it took forever to get it even approved. They had, Kirkman had to lie about it in order to get uh, Image to agree to publish it um, to make it to a hundred issues, and not only make it to a hundred issues, but to become the media juggernaut that it is. I mean, if you're walking around here at San Diego Comic Con. 
Honestly, The Walking Dead eclipses any movies. Yeah. I can't tell you any of the big movie announcements or anything like that, or because like it's all over that con floor. It's The Walking Dead, whether it's the the huge wall at the Image booth for the, about for the comics, or the AMC booth about the TV show, or the There's zombies. Not, the zombies not really, not to mention uh, the too many antecedents that it yeah. has spawned. I mean, everybody's like, I know how to get in. Yeah. I'll do a zombie slash yeah. yep. whatever. It's everywhere. By the way, don't do that anymore. Yeah. But so, um, but the, but so, the, this pick of the week isn't. I mean, they, this issue could have been shit. I wouldn't have picked it if it, was, it wasn't any good. But I just it felt as if this issue really represented what <clears throat> makes The Walking Dead so special. In that, at the end of the day, despite all the distractions and the movie and the video games and all this fun stuff, um, Kirkman and Charlie Adlard have their head down, and the comic is the number one thing. Um, and that's what you really get from from all that. Everything bases base comes out around the comic book. And after 100 issues, we kind of joke that it's like, well, geez, you know, like, yes, Kirkman is disturbed and it's horrifying (laughs) and horrible things happen to these people. And if you look at it from that kind of macro level, it can seem very repetitive. But what Kirkman is able to do with his story is able to almost reinvent it every 30 or so issues where it's just when there's some level of comfort. And that's kind of where I felt coming out of the uh, reading the hardcover because they adjust and we're not going to. There's the Great Walking Dead spoiler ban, which is where you're not allowed to talk about what happens in the book. So I'm going to try to be as vague as possible. But after reading the last hardcover, you really felt, okay, now these survivors have, okay, they can rebuild. There's a place of, you know, kind of comfort. And just when you get comfortable, Kirkman pulls the rug out from under it. And, um, and usually that rug getting pulled out, somebody's going to pay for it and somebody's going to get some hurt. And after reading the last hardcover and the last trade, I thought that had kind of happened and we were going to go back in the slow period. But like a, like a boxing match, a quick right and then a quick left, this storyline comes along and just basically after this issue, it's, it's fucked up. And it just shows that the bravado of Rick, the main character, and kind of what I also like was the idea of taking you know the past successes that Rick has had in surviving and without spoiling what happens – have him get knocked on his ass was a, a, a unique different turn to take it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be. I think it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes out yeah. from here. Um, if, if I, my initial inst- uh, thought when I read the book was <clears throat> that I'm trying to be careful. Uh, it, it was it was using a tactic which we've seen before in the book, which I wasn't entirely thrilled with. Uh, it you know it's taken out on a character, yeah. basically, and a major it, character, yeah. And I was looking, I was hoping for a bit more of a, a sea change, I guess, with sort of where the book was headed as opposed to, because that's what they've done before. Yeah. Like when, when things are going downhill, they, they kill a guy or girl uh, or baby. And um, <laughs> I, I was thinking it would be a different thing. Now, now I think where the what's interesting to me about this issue is where it leaves us. Because yeah. I don't know what we're going to come back to. You know, is Rick and the gang going to really become subservient to, well, to the, you know, the, the dude? Yeah. <laughs> who uh, talked? Bridges? Who talked a lot? <laughs> yes. A le- it was, I mean, but it- I felt I, 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 you made that comment when we were talking about it, that, that that it was very kind of wordy and almost monologue or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that that was kind of it was done for a reason yeah. to kind of set that set that news. You know, after now issue one hundred one, it's a it is a whole new world, but not in the way that we thought it would mm-hmm. be. You know, so um, um, you know, like you know, your heroes have to win. You yep. feel like eventually, but at this point, it's going to be very difficult for them to do. So it's going to be interesting to see how they how they pull their way out of it. Yeah. Um, Lucille. Yeah. Oh, Lucille. 
Uh, man, brutal, brutal. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, you know, it's that no one safe thing. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they're gonna run out of people. That's the that's the question, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or they're gonna do something where, I, I do think that there's a too far. Yeah. Like he's like some at some point someone's gonna go down and they're like, that's too far. Yeah. You can't do that. Like you know. I, it went pretty far in the past. I mean, it's hard to go further than what happened with the governor way back when. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm guessing. That's pretty, um, that's pretty. We're looking at the art right now. Charlie Adlard, I, I think, gets you know new ways to to disturb it's, it's, visual images. It's very clean for Adlard. Yeah. I want to yeah. I want to say it's uh, which I don't is, I don't think is normally a problem. But I'm looking at it's, it's a lot more crisp than a lot of yeah. uses a lot of blacks in the background and maybe that's speed things up. This 30 pages instead of 22. Yeah, um, it, it's a bigger issue, but. Um, it's really fun. How many covers were on this one? Fifteen total. That's that. That's a real number. There's yeah, it's a real fifteen number, different yeah. covers. Yeah. If you count the the last minute variants that they gave to the people here at Comic Con and mm-hmm. stuff like that, yeah, it's fifteen. So that's uh, and then they're like they're like speculation pieces. Like yeah. they're they're quote unquote worth money. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. It's so. pretty interesting. You know, I I think you got to give Robert Kirkman credit for really understanding the landscape right down to the scheduling. Yep. You know, they had hundred come out at San Diego Comic Con a couple of years ago. He had. 75 come out of Comic-Con. They keep yeah. that train running. They, they do the whole thing. And uh, just from a, a marketing perspective, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and it runs uh, like clockwork. So. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So bravo. So, you know, it makes sense that here at Comic-Con, one of the biggest things that Walking Dead number 100 would come and, and steal, you know, catch up. And my first issue, regularly released, <laughs> was this one. So It, yeah. re- it really, really reads great in issues. Yeah. In the same way, like, it reads as good in issues as anything. And, and it's fun to read like that because the stories, they come out so regularly that it doesn't feel like you're waiting for a really long time between them. And uh, it's actually one of the strengths of the book. Yeah. One of the other big releases this week, I, very, there's many. Yeah, there was it was a hell of a week. There was a ton of books. They dumped the books yeah. on us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Punk Rock Jesus number one from Vertigo Comics uh, by Sean Murphy. Uh, this is his uh, creator-owned, semi-creator-owned uh, a piece about a dystopian future in which um, a a a, com- a corporation decides they're going to clone Jesus from DNA remnants on the Shroud of Turin, and they're going to also make that into a reality show. <laughs> Why not? Um, it's it's very uh, cyberpunk uh, sort of uh, punk rock ethos. Everything is awful. Um, you know, everybody's taking advantage of everybody else. With some tough guy in the middle of it. There's a lot of work to get through in this issue. Yeah. Um, he's got to explain a lot of things. Uh, Murphy, not a writer by trade. He's he's uh, he's known as an artist. Um, but I thought this was a, a fairly uh, well done, if not. Uh, Utilitarian first issue. There was a lot that he had to get through to set up for the things that are come, gonna come later. That'll be sort of it's, interesting. And 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 finally, uh, you know, it it looked real good. It's you know well, everything you come to expect from him. Almost. I mean, it's it was a weird first issue because because you know Vertigo pu- published it. And I remember a couple weeks ago they had a preview of it in mm-hmm. in some books, and I thought they were just showing uncolored pages. I didn't realize. <laughs> well, well, hang on. I didn't yeah. realize it was black and white. And then I'm getting it, and the inside cover looks like an old bad image yeah. comic. Yeah. Uh, the the, like, the negative is that I you know he, he was. Shortchanged yeah, by yeah. Vertigo. I mean, you're talking about uh, a guy who's got an cr- uh, exclusive um, with the company, and so this was part of his contract. He was going to do this book with them, and I feel like at the last minute they pulled out everything but the most minimum things. The design, yeah. I was the design on the inside back cover is is clearly like let's whip this up real fast. Yeah. On a- the other hand, it is kind of punk rock. Yes. It's kind of yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know the the page the the paper is is like newsprinty. 
um, a little thicker than that. Uh, but I will say it it kind of begged for color. Yeah, it really did. Like, and the thing is, I I, I like black and white comics. I, I do. like kind of underground things like this. But this one, I was like, oh, I kind of want to see this color, like a really good coloring job. On I kind of want to see it finished. It yeah. felt like like if we want to put yeah. it out there, we have to put it out there like this. Yeah. Now, if anybody's gonna put out a black and white book, I think Sean Murphy's a fine person to do that with. He yeah. uses a lot of. You know, he's all analog. He's using pens and using brushes and yeah. and thumbprints, and and you know it works great on a black and white page. But yeah. it does feel like he got he got a little short change with this for for whatever reason. Um, but I'm interested in reading further. You know, his his storytelling is, is excellent. His acting is really good. He's he's a, he's a great cartoonist. Yep. Um, and and I I dug it. I dug it. I dug it more than I thought. I was a little worried about it. Yeah. Um, because because uh, he was a little worried about it. I think that that uh, that brushed off on me when I talked to him about it. But God, he draws a great, great car and motorcycle. He does. Yeah, he's really good at those things. Yeah. Did you ever read Off Road? No. You should no. read that if you like his drawing cars. Yeah. Because he draws like a jeep basically, and it's pretty, pretty bad. You read that book where he draws a jeep. Yeah, pretty much. What so. about the other pages? There's a jeep. It's all a jeep. <laughs> no. Oh, I can't see that. Oh, Batman. Sorry, <laughs> the rundown's far away. So Batman number eleven ended the Court of Owls storyline, the first um, Scott Snyder's first and Greg Capullo's first year story of Batman, which took you know encompassed his entire run. And this issue, well, the big twist in the last issue, we, we found out that the not Owlman character, who is, Talon, who is not a Talon either, he's he's the king of owls, I believe, yeah. uh, was was claiming to be Thomas Wayne Jr., the long lost brother of Bruce Wayne. In this issue, they have it out in a giant fight across the skies of Gotham City. Uh, because the owl man, the not owl man costume is kind of like Iron Man's costume, um, yeah. uh, and then it's left a bit open ended. We don't know for sure if this is actually Thomas Wayne Jr. or just someone who's really crazy. I don't think he is. It leaves the yeah, it leaves the question. A very long, wordy conversation between Robin and Batman um, and the. Aftermath. I like that you call him Robin because he yeah. is. Robin. I'm sorry, Nightwing. No, Nightwing, no I like yeah, that because Grayson. he is the one and only yeah. Robin. Um, um, Bruce basically explains what had happened and how he did have a son for one night, or brother for one night, and his parents did have another son, but he died and could this be he's like well we'll never know and it was kind of like all right well, you're gonna commit to it or not gonna commit to it but i, I understand that the nature of batman comics is it leaves it open so, and i'm sure we'll find out much more when the talon comic starts in september right it's a different character it's that's, a different that's character. actually a talon this is not talon this okay. is the owl yeah. um or the whatever his name is yeah, it's not owl man that's all i know yeah uh but uh, again greg capullo there's a lot of great elements and there's a, there was a maze in, in, in here i mean it's it's I thought that was an ad, actually. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no. it's, uh, it's really the... the That's these, what DC gets for having those other ads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These two collaborate really well together. They do, they um, do. So, so Capullo goes away for one issue. One issue, Becky Cluden draws the next one, which fe- features the Riley character she showed up briefly early yeah. on. And then we start the Joker storyline in 13, which promises to be disturbing. And uh, I, I, was, I t- saw Scott Snyder, he showed me the, the design for the Joker on his phone, and yeah. it's fucking creepy. Yeah, it is, yes. <laughs> it's I, I was, Ron, too. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's gross, so that'll happen. Yep. So that happened. Yep. So, uh, Spider-Man. 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 Mort Spider-Man, number... What number number three? Abe Spider-Man, Abe from, the, Spider-Man. From, the, from the textile district. Yeah. He's Mort's cousin. So, I guess the inevitable really happened in this issue, right? Uh, well, the great thing about this issue was, beyond the Spicelli art, which is always great, is that Peter Parker got to venture out into the ultimate world a bit, which is what everyone really wants. Yep. And he runs into the Ultimates, and then, but more importantly, he, he goes to, he ends up in a convenience store, finds out that he's supposed to be dead, and the cliffhanger is that he uh, goes home and runs into Aunt May and Gwen, and, and they th- first think he's an impersonator, they get mad at him, he takes off his mask, and they... The eyes you know, bulge. Cliffhanger. So... Yeah. This is what people want. 
Yeah. And this is why you do the crossover. If you're not going to do these scenes, then there's no point in doing the crossover. Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, it's been I really been enjoying this. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, Pacelli's art is great. And, like, again, I keep saying with the series, it's it's going to be a great contained. Yes. You know, it's going to be a great one great story. You can give somebody a good Spider-Man story. So, Very fun. Uh, I loved the shade number. Is it 10? 11? I forget the number. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see the book here. Either way, I read it. Fraser Irving uh, in the second part of this story where they. they again, ha- Fraser Irving is, like, perfect for this book. God, they, they harness a couple of gods. And then, I mean, you can see what's happening. The machinations of the issues, they keep, like, you know, the shade starts to fade away. Like, give him more power! And you're like, oh, this isn't going to work out well for you. <laughs> um, and and, and I, I I absolutely loved it. I've loved this more with every issue that it's come mm-hmm. out. Um, and, I, you know, the, the cavalcade of sort of excellent artists over and over and over again. Um, you know, I've, I've always liked Fraser Irving, but I like him more and more every time I yeah. see him. I think he does, he is getting better. Yeah. And, you know, artists do improve, and he's re- he is... You know, relatively new-ish, mm-hmm. and uh, he's certainly getting better. And you know, I just I have no problem with the seeing that like the shade was basically tied to a chair this whole time, acting droll, and <laughs> Which I was is awesome. I was a hundred percent cool with that. I can I can just keep going with that. He writes um, it so well. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. It really, it's a good deal of fun. And now you know, I think it was it's slightly shakier at first because he had to get this story going, but now he's just rolling with it. Yeah. You know, and and uh, yeah. It, the great thing is, it's turning out to be everything we hoped it would be. Yes, but, but not anything we feared it would be. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Yep. Uh, so Wolverine, the X Men number thirteen, my little oasis from AVX. Um, <laughs> Although, but this uh, is the first time we really didn't have the story of the school in it. No, this is the second time. Last issue didn't really, but it kind of did. Last it, yeah, last issue did, didn't. Last issue drifted away too. Um, but this one was interesting because while it didn't really focus on the school, it did give us a lot more background to Warbird. to Warbird, Warbird yeah. who's been a bit of a question mark and and kind of what her character is like. And I thought that the bouncing between her kind of origin story and the, the Gladiator Phoenix Five fight was a nice kind of uh, you know a balance of way to flesh out a character while having a story progress. What that story was, I don't really under you know like I get that Gladiator and the Shi'ar would be against the Phoenix and he'd come to stop it, but again, it's just another case of AVX trying to do too much. With, yeah. you know, but I did, I did enjoy this as a one-shot character piece yep. of Warbird, who I don't know anything about. Obviously. No, no, she's um, a new character. I mean, yeah, uh, but yeah. it was fun, and I and it was creepy when she picked up Iceman's head and kissed it. Yep, that was weird. And she said, "When you pull yourself back together, if you would like to um, continue to have sex, we can do it." We yeah, can do that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and, and and again, Nick Bradshaw, even even with multiple inkers, I just I love I, if, if Nick Bradshaw is one of the artists I'm really this excited is about. Josh's so. first time seeing Nick Bradshaw. He he was leaving to this issue yesterday. And yeah. What did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah, he's really good. He's really, really good. <laughs> You're not reading this? No. Oh, I thought you were. No. That's weird. <laughs> That's so weird. No kind of a taste. All right. Uh... You would like it. You would like it. It's, it's well, like I, 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 I don't read X Men books. Oh, I thought you were because like Jason Aaron and, and uh, you know again, he writes a lot. He claims yeah. to follow creators, but doesn't yeah, he never does follow it. the yeah. creators. No, no, I don't buy everything a creator does. It's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah, yeah, or anything. Before Watchmen. I might be more inoculated to Darwin Cook doing this now because I liked this issue a, a lot better than the first one. Yeah. Um, and listen, we've we've seen Darwin out here in San Diego, and and, and he really makes you want to read it all the way through. Yeah. And and I can't tell you what it was he said. I can't tell you how he said it, but you can just trust me that he he makes me want to read it through to the end. Yes, agreed. Um, yeah. and and I liked that this was this didn't feel out of place. It was more. Uh, the stuff that happened between the scenes in the other one, and it, it felt true. Yep. 
Um, well, and the thing is, we get the comedian's the least explored character in Watchmen because mm-hmm. he dies yeah. in the opening scene. So yeah. there's a lot more room for them to do things without intru- intruding on. And, the and story. we only have you know tiny ideas of what I don't know. I had no trouble accepting it this time, like like the hooded justice stuff, and I really like the the Larry Larry Shexnader or however you say that, who's been in a bunch of stories and 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 like he's yeah. this linchpin of all. There's that scene with him and Hollis, and Hollis just walks out, you know, indignant. I don't really know exactly what happened at the end, but I think it's really creepy. <laughs> and and, yeah. and the moth just immediately gets pissed blind drunk. <laughs> and like I read the I read the end of it several times in a row. Right. Um and it, where a lot of things were intimated at in Watchmen, they're they're kind of not playing around here between the the, the pages with the rope from the hangman's noose going across uh Captain Metropolis's face. Creepy. It was like if he's doing it, he's going all out. Yeah, I guess. And and I, I there's something there's something cool about that. And I really want to know what happened. Yep. It, what's what the next thing is? Yeah. No, it's nice to see the, the first issue get out of the way, and then we kind of get into the story. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it looks beautiful. I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah, Good it does. week for Darwin Cook with the score also coming out. For yeah. Like w, yeah. Which cool. I, I need to read. So Obviously, good. Obviously, haven't had a chance yet. So good. Um, so uh, back over to Image Comics. Actually, when you go to the when you're at San Diego Comic Con, you go to the Image Comics booth. Um, there's the front side is the Skybound, Walking Dead stuff, and the back side they're highlighting some of their titles. Like you expect, like Saga and and um, Happy coming up from Grant Morrison, but also there I was surprised to see was Revival, which was uh, the new book by Tim Seeley with art by Mike Norton. Eisner, Eisner winning. winning Mike Norton. Mike Congratulations Norton. to Mike Norton for winning for Battle Pug. That's such a great little comic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, Revival came out this week as well, and just kind of, you know, Tim Seeley's pretty well known for doing, you know, kind of horror-themed t- kind of things, but Mike is, I see Mike as more of a sunny, kind of happy-go-lucky artist-wise, so, um, but I was really impressed. I thought the, the, the setting of this, I think, is the right kind of setting by having it be up in the Midwest and, like, Wisconsin, you know, kind mm-hmm. of area. Yeah. Um, and then the concept is great where, you know, where, where, you know, people come back to life and what does that mean and what happens. Right. You know? And um, it's a little creepy. Yeah. I was it's impressed. A, I, I thought, uh, I liked the end. I, li- I thought it built. I think you're thrown right into it. At the beginning, it's one of those ones, like, you're in the world now. It wasn't a lot of explaining it, you know, right off the bat. You kind of just follow along. And, and pick it up as you're going, and then at the end you see, oh, this is this is what's going wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was uh, I was surpri- I was I'm not gonna say surprised, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I was I was very happy about that. I was satisfied with it. Yeah. Um, so over at Marvel, uh, Defenders number eight came out, which kicked off uh, Jamie McKelvey as the new ongoing artist. And man, if he was the ongoing, I mean, nothing against Terry Dodson, but. Dotson. Dotson. We got Dotson. Um, if he was the ongoing artist from the beginning, I think this book wouldn't be about to get canceled. <laughs> um, it's just, it's great to see McKelvey, you know, and, and and Norton. I wonder if Norton worked on this as well. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Jamie McKelvey with Mike Norton. Mike Norton again. Eisner winning Mike Norton. Eisner winning Mike Norton. Um, it was great to see him doing like a team book, like a bunch of different characters yeah. at Marvel. You never really see him do that. And especially with some action and some different um, kind of uh, different kind of approaches in terms of people, um, whether it's Black Cat or Silver Surfer or Doctor Strange or all different, you know, Red Shield, they're all different kind of characters. Um, so I'm really excited to see this for the next, what, like three issues before I get shake hand. Just so cynical. Marvel now. I want to talk. <laughs> about, now. I want to talk about American Vampire: Lord of Nightmares number two. Um, I, you gotta give it up to Dustin Gwynn for going for a guy who's known for doing baby chibi 
characters, you know, stuff. Did, no, and then, I know he did that, but when you, if you go to his his DeviantArt page, it's all cute versions of characters, and this is just grisly. Yep. I these uh, this miniseries, along with the the Sean Murphy one, he's here, probably been my favorite arcs of this uh, series, and I, I I've just. I really enjoyed it. I know, like, I hear, oh, this is the Dracula storyline, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to do that. But they did it really well, and it was interesting. Uh, Why wouldn't you want to do a Dracula storyline? Because I've just read Dracula storylines. This wasn't this wasn't that far off from uh, that Impaler series from Top Cow a while back. Right. Um, they're doing, according to, according to uh, Scott, who we talked to, doing the traditional Dracula, the, the, yeah. mythology, the mythology, mythological Dracula, yeah. but not the, not the pop culture Dracula. Uh, uh, Vlad historical Tepes. Dracula, I guess you could say. Uh, I I also really like these characters in in the agency. I I like yeah. uh, you know agent. Is it Case? No, Felicia. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. The, the little world he's created with all these side characters is really interesting. Yeah, I I, I just you know since in the sort of ongoing um, um, thing with the guy's son who was part vampire and and the effects of that yeah. um, really McCogan. Uh, I, I just I really like these characters a lot, and the, really the artist is spectacular. These sort of flashbacks in here were beautiful in a different style, and uh, you know Gwyn's just a great artist. Yeah. Yep. Um, real quickly, I just want to add Avengers Assemble number five um, featured more Guardians of the Galaxy fun, and we got confirmation that uh, the blonde is in fact Peter Quill, Star Lord. Um, which I don't really understand considering he died at the end of the Thanos Imperative. I had to go quickly. Marvel look now! I had to go look that up on, uh, on Wikipedia. But apparently he's back and it doesn't explain how. Well, this is a non-continuity continuity book. Well, yeah, well, no, yes and no. I mean, this, mean yeah, it's, yeah. It's I mean, continuity but not. Yeah, right? we'll see. Um, I did like the little uh, translation method they did for with the Badoon in terms of a lettering. From mm-hmm. a lettering standpoint, that was a unique kind of different way to see a translation happen. But, um, but yeah, it kind of left my head kind of scratching a little because I'm like, wait a minute, I thought Peter Quill died. Wasn't Thanos? So, dead too. I mean, that's just, yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, we'll see. But um, but yeah. So uh, Isn't the Hulk, you know, the Hulk is green. Well, he's green in, in this book. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, the, yeah. in his book, he's separated from Banner. That's just the way it goes. Marvel now. Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some of the books that we enjoyed this week. Um, talk a little bit about San Diego in a bit, but first, want to thank our sponsors for um, our helping make our San Diego coverage um, uh, be a possible. reality possible. First up, we want to thank Seagate. Um, and uh, the Seagate GoFlex satellite hard drive, um, which is a great uh, little way to store your movies and uh, videos and music and take it on the go. It's got Wi-Fi. You can connect it directly to your iPad or your tablet th- uh, via their free app, and you can stream content from the hard drive to your device. And what's great is that um, iFanboy, um, iFanboy audience can get 10% off the Seagate GoFlex satellite. Just go to Seagate.com slash iFanboy. Um, and that will get you uh, the ten percent off uh, offer. So if you're interested in that, definitely go check that out. That is only for iFanboy uh, listeners. So definitely go check that out. And we also want to thank Sony PlayStation Video Unlimited. Um, they've got a great uh, bunch of bundles. What they're calling these uh, fanboy double features of movies that are the movies that we enjoy that are thematically related. Um, so if you go to uh, <laughs> theunlimited.com/fanboy, you can see um, you can see such movies uh, like I believe I'm just trying to pull them up now. Um, Vamp. 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 Well, Ron pulls it up. They did. They both sponsored our party. If you came to the party, yep. thanks for doing that. And if you won one of the Seagate sat, uh, hard drives. Congratulations to you. Yeah. But so, um, yeah, you can get a uh, little Will Ferrell package with Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. Or if you like Underworld, you got two Underworld movies or The Green Hornet and Hancock. So uh, these great little double feature movies that you can stream uh, from the Sony Entertainment Network. So big thanks to Sony for that. Um, Step Brothers cool. is underrated. It is. 
Um, it is. Yes. I, I agree. I had to think about I need to see Talladega yeah. Nights again, too. Yeah. I, I, I see it occasionally on cable, and I will enjoy the five minutes I watch of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's got funny bits. So, yeah, so Connor mentioned we had a great time at the party. It was great seeing so many of the uh, fan base come out. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Um, but, yeah, the San Diego's been interesting. It's been, um, I mean, I think our big, uh, the big stuff coming out of it is more Sandman from Neil Gaiman, which uh, a lot of people are interested. The, uh, Guys. Rucka and Lark. Rucka and Lark. Rucka and Lark on Lazarus from Image. I can, yeah. I cannot wait, yeah. and I'll have to because it's a long ways away. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fraction of Chaken over an Image. Yeah. Satellite Sam. That sounds gonna be that good. That actually sounds really good. Yeah, the, uh, Chaken doing the Mur- Golden Age of Murder Television. Mystery doing the Golden Age of Television. That's kind of um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, for me, big you know big stories is we just we talked about Mike Norton winning an Eisner for Battle Pug, which yep. is just which is just great. Uh, Ramon Perez getting best uh, penciler, which yep. uh, you know I, I agree with wholeheartedly. Tale of Sand, best graphic novel. We called that, you know, first paragraph of our Book of the Month review in that one, so it was really good to see that other people recognized it too. Um, you know, all sorts of awards that went to went to fine persons for it. But, um, but per- Personally, for me, it's a Deadpool movie. I'm not the like, video Dead, game. The Deadpool video game, yeah, right? That's the that's one that's I'm most one. excited for. Big news coming out of the video the Marvel video game stuff. Deadpool gets a game. I'm not excited so. for that. <laughs> it's it's been a weird year where we mentioned earlier that in the past people like to joke that Hollywood's taking over Comic Con and it's not it's not about comics. We'd always say no, that you're wrong. You've just never been there. But this is the first year where it's kind of kind of true. Yeah, yeah, but you can kind of ignore it if you plant yourself. No, in the but middle, the point in, is in the like of the image the, pavilion. a lot of the comics people didn't come this year. Yeah. There's not a lot coming out of the con. Uh, the Marvel booth is completely about the movies now. Yeah. The DC booth's half about their other uh, stuff. Well, the, what's really interesting is that the Marvel booth is just is huge. Iron Man three. We saw the no, new Iron Man armor coming yeah. from the third movie. Um, you know, and all that stuff. Stuff, and then kind of off to the side is the comic stuff. DC, I'll give. I will give DC, DC credit. Booth D, DC's booth is uh, is the it, it covers and encompasses what DC Entertainment is. Mm-hmm. In a, it's got there's a comics area, there's a toy area, there's, there's a, a video there's game There's a live area. art. They have you know yeah. their their best artists. Well, they were doing are, that last year, yeah. but they did yeah, better this year. Yeah, I know, but like yeah. how yeah. cool is that? Yeah, like this is cool. the guys. They they had Darwin yeah. Cook up there, you know, on a speaker drawing in front of everybody. They had Darwin Cook, yeah. the master of horror, sitting right over here. <laughs> he's telling wow, you, he's telling you it sucks. <laughs> Project um, Greenlight season three. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think DC's booth is really, really interesting. Whether what you say, what you say about Sandman or Watchmen or anything like that, they did the best job of yeah. saying this is what we do. Uh, but yeah, but not a lot. I mean, but in terms of, I mean, we're here doing interviews. You know, not a lot of you know, like the top, top, top creators opted to come. Like it's, it's there's so many know. good regional shows now. Yeah, when you look exactly. at all the you know Seattle and, and Heroes and all these, there's, there's so many other options. And and guys, a lot of folks either didn't come or, or came for like a day. You yeah. know, this like, is a week long commitment too. If you're coming for like the week, you yeah. got to give up a lot of time for work. Yep. So. Um, like there's no there's no saga level announcement this year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sandman I mean, is the closest, but that's really. People grasping for a big. It's a big. Yeah, it's, it's, it's but a that's big, a big deal. It's it is a, a big, deal, a big but deal, but it also yeah. didn't rock the, the con. Like yeah, it wasn't. Saga it wasn't. Yeah, and that's Brian Cave on. It's because it wasn't a new thing. That's yeah, it was. It was a return to an old thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Anyway, but yeah, but so we're having a ton of fun. We only got about uh, one more day left to go, and then back to the back to the, the life after San Diego <laughs> as we try to piece together our lives. <laughs> In a sad way. In the shattered pieces. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, I think we're going to hit the pool again. So, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
saying? Maybe. No. Um, We're going to bring back did. lots of video footage for you. So yes. if, you've been, if, you, if you didn't make it to the con and, or you've been missing the video coverage, we got we shot a lot of interviews. We've got more to do tomorrow. So we'll have a bunch nice, of Nice, good, good conversation. We, yeah, went, really for, we good. went for like good chunk, meaty interviews. Yeah. You know, like, so like 10 minute interviews. And... Between going to the pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We, did, we did a good. Eight nine minutes yep. of work, <laughs> solid nose no, to the we did a lot. We've got hours of stuff, so uh, it's definitely stay tuned to that. Stay tuned to ifanboy.com and uh, to youtube.com/ifanboy and the ifanboy video feeds if you want to see those interviews. And we'll be posting them and tweeting them out. Um, go to ifanboy.com where you can see all the posts. Uh, big up to Paul and Chris and the rest of the crew over at ifanboy who have been on top oh, of the news. It down. Yeah, doing great stuff there. Um, and follow us on twitter.com slash ifanboy and at facebook.com slash ifanboy to get all the up to the minute updates um, don't miss a thing so uh, alright so until next week when we're back to normal I'm Ron I'm Connor and I have most of my vocal range and I'm pretty thrilled about that most of it most I, not the high end obviously no, it's more than I'd like <laughs> <laughs>